so Jim and Matt are golfing today, <laughs> which means you get a couple of scrubs in for the afternoon show. Jesse Nelson, Alex Strofe. Alex G is our producer. Hey, man. Alex Strofe comes to me before the show and says, I've got a cold open that I got to run by you today. Mr. Wisconsin Broadcasters Awards winner Alex Strofe says, Cold open, I got it covered. Oh, you're going to love this. I said, Do you know what a cold open is? I do. Are you ready? No, clearly you don't know what a cold open is because what we're doing right now is a cold open. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. like Saturday Night Live when yeah. they, you just start right away, no intro music. We usually get the whole thing running. And uh, Jesse? Live from the Everlight Solar Studio, it's Friday afternoon! You got the chill, 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 chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Uh, like they can't ever buy the their own The Green Bay Press money. Box does have a great spread. It does, but these these some of these media members that talk about act like they can't just go buy their own food. Oh, well, that's fair, but free food's better than buying food. <laughs> that's true. That's true, Alex. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. You heard it in the cold open. No Jim Rutledge, no Matt Hamilton. Today, I'm Alex Strope alongside the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson. It is Rutledge and Hamilton, and it is presented by Coors Light. Jesse, when the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a cold Coors Light. Alex Gravatt running the show for us today. Maddie Hayes with us as well as we are with you until 4 o'clock on this Friday, kicking it off right now. Did we like that, by the way? Did we like the cold open? I, I, I did, honestly. For not talking about what we were doing there, I didn't mind it. Um, I think we'll incorporate that going forward. We might have something there. We'll see what Jim and Matt have to say. Yeah, they're going to hate it. They, yep. Those guys don't like change. Um, and they uh, Matt, No, Matt will be all about it. Jim yeah, will have some reservations. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. So, Jesse, where I want to start today is there's this old adage that is getting under my skin the last 24 hours. And that would be the saying, hard work pays off. As I found out last night during game one of the NBA Finals, it's false. It's a false statement. So a little-known uh, burrito joint by the name of Chipotle was giving out free burritos last night for every three-pointer made in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. So shortly after every three-pointer was made, they would tweet out a code and say, text this code to their number. And if you're one of the first 300 people to text the code, you'll get, you'll get a code for a free burrito. That's pretty cool. So, Jesse, last night, I spent more time watching Twitter notifications than the NBA Finals game, and I'll show this to all of you watching on stream on Twitter at Jim and Matt and on YouTube at ESPN Madison. I texted every single code every single time over the course of three hours last it, night. It's not that much. 19 codes, I believe it was. Oh, wow. Hard work. And I texted all of them within four seconds of the tweet coming out. Guess how many burritos I won last night, Jesse? I'm guessing you won zero burritos. I won zero burritos uh-huh. last night. And I'm in the Twitterverse, right? I'm, I'm deep in Twitter last night, reading the replies to Chipotle about it. Nobody's actually won a freaking burrito. This is all a big publicity scam, and I'm with them. So I, uh, I sat on my phone for three hours straight last night, and I wasn't even hungry. I had already eaten dinner. I just wanted a free burrito because, as you heard in the open, free food is better than paying for food, as we talked about yesterday on Rutledge and Hamilton. 
And I didn't win any free food. And I really missed most of the NBA Finals game last night because I was too busy trying to win a free burrito. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple of questions. God, Hit me. I feel yeah. like Wildy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you believe that you put in hard work last night oh, yeah. to try and win yourself a free burrito by monitoring Twitter, hitting a refresh button a handful of times, and then texting a code. You won't believe how unbelievably quick I was sending these codes. Copy-paste. I tried the typing method because all the codes started with the word free threes. And then you just added a couple letters. I was so quick. And then there was a point during the game where Chipotle wasn't even sending texts back. So there was a point where I sent in the second quarter that it was rain and threes, right? So they tweeted out like five codes in the matter of five minutes. And I didn't get a response for the fifth code until 35 minutes later. And you don't know anybody in your life that actually won a burrito. No, but I did put a tweet out on Twitter last night, a poll uh, with three options. The poll simply said, did you try to win a free burrito from Chipotle? The options in the poll were yes, no, and I don't know what this means. I voted in this poll. And you voted for? I don't know what this means. Yep. Uh, 24% <laughs> of people said yes. 24% of people also said no. Mm-hmm. 52% of people said, I don't know what this so means. So clearly it wasn't marketed very well. If Over half the people that are in the Alex Strofe circle didn't even know what the heck you were talking about. Yeah, but I, I came to the conclusion last night, Jesse, I think I'm just a Qdoba guy now. Because I don't think they were giving. Because you didn't win a free burrito in your were... 19 attempts to win one from a three-point shot. I don't. Th- I don't think they were actually giving up burritos. I think it was all a big scam. <laughs> you are convinced that you were scammed by Chipotle last <laughs> night into texting 19 codes for no. Yeah, like, do yeah. you have to sign up for like a text club or something? Like, are you getting a bunch of uh, promotional texts from Chipotle today? Yes. Saying, by the way, if you'd like to buy a full price burrito bowl, you can stop by on your Friday night. Yeah. So you think this was a scam to get you on a list somewhere? And I think there was hundreds, even thousands of other people that also participated in this. 844-770-3776 is the ESPN Madison Talk and Text Line. Do you have any idea what the hell I'm talking about right now? Or did you also try to win 19 free burritos like I did? And did you fail miserably like I did? Uh, I would actually just like to hear from anybody who won a free burrito. And even if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who won a free burrito, just to confirm that this wasn't a total scam. Spoiler alert. It was a scam. 844-770-3776 is your way into Rutledge and Hamilton with Alex Strofe and Jesse Nelson here on ESPN Madison, Wisconsin on Demand, streaming live video on YouTube and Twitter. We go to our buddy Rob in Madison. Rob, what's happening on a Friday, my friend? It's so dang hot, and I hate it. It is toasty outside. What do you got for us? So, have you ever heard the term, life is more than free burritos and strippers? <laughs> No, Rob, I haven't. <laughs> Can't say I have until right now, but that's great advice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's literally all you had to tell me? He hung up. It, it's too hot, and that life advice. Life is more than free burritos and strippers. You know what? The cold open was better than that. I disagree. Rob always brings it. Thanks so, to Rob for the call. I will say this, that there have been many a free food giveaway over the years. Uh, what the, a sentence the, that was. The World Series often has Taco Bell has yes, a but steal they actually a base, give you a free taco. taco. Uh, Little Caesars, I think it was years ago, had a free slice or a free like small pizza for something that happened in a specific window of time. And I went to the one on East Wash. I was like, this is going to be great. And there was a line of like 50 people oh, out the sure. door. I'm yeah. like, okay. Okay, out on that one. 
Um, I have I have capitalized on the free food situation, as you can probably tell. <laughs> he, he's very self-deprecating. I, I, yeah, go on. That's number I, two. I yeah. agree with you. There is no better food than free food. It feels better when it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, so I will tell you this, Jesse. So I guess somebody did win. Because I went to, I, I didn't want to admit this, but I'm going to go ahead and admit I'm a little bit of a scumbag because I tried so hard last night. So somebody made the mistake of saying, hey, I won, screenshotting it and putting it on Twitter with the code for a free burrito. <laughs> now, me being the smart apple no. I am. Me being the Did smart you try apple to steal Billy's burrito? So I had already put my burrito uh, order on the Chipotle app because I figured it was just... 300 burritos Oh, you were trying used. to win dinner last night. I, 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 you weren't I, even like trying said, to win dinner like over no, the weekend I, I, or next it week. It reached a point where I was. But at 8.30, somebody <laughs> tweeted this with the code in the, you were in the text. trying to win dinner last so night. So I went on the Chipotle app. out making food until you could find out and, and I, if you no, want a free burrito. I, I, ate, I ate dinner before this even started. Oh, you wanted a dessert burrito. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fourth meal. You loser. <laughs> You yeah. wanted yeah. to steal Billy One Two Three's burrito Can I from Twitter happened first? as your extra dinner last. Shame on you! Well, wait, wait a minute. So I went in the Chipotle app and I typed in the promotion code, whatever it was, six letters and a number, and I applied it. And it said your burrito is only going to cost you a dollar thirty. And I went to checkout, and then it said it was fourteen dollars again. So somebody beat me to the punch. Somebody used it before But me. you were going to steal... Yes. Uh, it's not my fault some idiot posted it for the internet Joe to see. 456's burrito. You were going to steal his burrito from Twitter. Yeah, and then I went back to Twitter After to, he, to tell him... In your somebody. words, he worked hard no, no, wait, to Jesse, get wait. that burrito. Yeah, hard work pays off, but I went to the tweet. I was going to tell him, yo, bro, somebody stole your burrito already. Tweet was deleted, and I lost the account. I have no idea who it was. <laughs> this whole thing... Wild, isn't it? This is like the, dare I say, the scum of the earth was out last night trying to get their free burritos. Yeah, it's, but if you but, were the but one, look, but look, Jesse, you're look. trying to be Twitter Sheriff Strove going, hey, hey, yeehaw, all right, I'm going to run this town and someone's getting free burritos and it's going to be me. Pay up. Me. I'm laying in bed watching this game. Actually, let me rephrase. I'm laying in bed, have the game on in the background with my phone in both hands. I had a setup, Jesse, where my left thumb was at the top of the screen getting ready to copy and to copy the code from Twitter, swipe over to messages, paste it, send it. I was doing it within I could have been an Olympic athlete if this was an Olympic sport. Four seconds I had this thing sent off, and they every single time the response was the same. Chipotle. The buzzer ran out. Thanks for playing. Strofe, were you streaming this game? Uh, I was, but it didn't matter, right? It just mattered when the tweet came out. So uh, I had the notifications. So you didn't on. even know, like, when the three was being made. Correct. So there like, were several to... occasions. There were several occasions where there was a tweet before I saw the three-point mm-hmm. basket get made. But I just got to a point in the game because the game wasn't very good to begin with. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't watching the game. I was watching my Twitter notifications like a hawk. Right, it would pop up immediately. I'd scroll down, get the four letters, type them in, and, and send. And it would already say, "Thanks for playing." The buzzer ran out. So I don't know. I think I deserve a free burrito for the hard work I put did, in. Did you enjoy this experience? Did you have fun doing no, this? No, I, so I was laying next to my girlfriend, and she was watching something She was the there the whole time you were doing this? Yeah, and she got really annoyed with how angry I was getting. No, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a shocker. But I said to her right before halftime, I said, all right, if I don't win a burrito by halftime, I'm giving up. And you didn't give up. Want to know what I didn't do? 
give up. Mm-hmm. I kept going because I kept saying to myself, "Hard competitors compete. Hard work pays off." You weren't doing hard work. You were You're copying and pasting. You're full of it. It was hard work. You were twiddling your thumbs. Faster than Fast. John in Alabama Damn to try straight. and get your extra dinner last night. Yeah, my fourth meal. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I it proved to me that the sentiment hard work pays off is just a. a, a it wasn't it's a load of hard crap. work. It's a load of crap. No, I was power washing a fence for the fifth day in a row last night. That's hard work. Wait a minute, mowing fifth the lawn day in a row. Don't get me started. Battery, I, I actually battery want to. operated power washers only last about thirty minutes. When you have a big fence, it only gets you a couple of panels. How big is your backyard? It was a nice backyard. Okay, good nice for you. Yeah, you do nice well. We you like do well. It. Good for you. Uh, it, that's hard work. Mowing the lawn, not even hard work. Scrubbing. That's all hard work. Like scrubbing down the scum from a table that's been sitting hard outside. Work. Hard work. Hard work. Yeah. Texting a promo code that you already know two thirds of you know me to better try than and most get people, an right? extra dinner. Yeah. is not hard work. But Jesse, it's. You need to get a life. Jesse, you got to listen to me Wrong. for a second. You know me more than most people. How hard is it for me to focus on the task at hand for three hours straight? <laughs> How hard is that for me? Incredibly difficult. Exactly. There must be a hell of a reward on the opposite end of that. And it was a free burrito that I never got. So that's uh, that's my story for you today. Hard work a, does not pay off. A Chipotle burrito costs like $10. 14 according Four, to him earlier 14 with steak yeah Inflation. In, in queso yeah. oh you wanted the you wanted the creme de la creme <laughs> with your free dude. burrito that you yeah. stole from and billy then, one two and, three and it would have only been a dollar thirty two dollar tip would have been three and a half bucks not for this only, loaded loaded out burrito would have been delicious stroke were you gonna go pick this burrito up <laughs> yeah i was gonna go pick it up on east wash it was three miles so from my house you were willing to put in three hours of watching a basketball game that sucked and you didn't care yeah. about yeah. stealing somebody else's promo I would have gone that far. Driving 10, 15 minutes to the nearest Chipotle, going in and picking up a steak burrito (laughs) just to say that you did it because you tried 19 times as your fourth meal of the day. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. I'm glad you're on the same page as me now. You understand where I'm coming from now, huh? It's, I'm, I'm in the right here, right? You put in work on something like that for three hours straight. There better be a reward, right? The minimum wage in the state of Wisconsin is $7.50. For three uh, hours of work, I should have got... Did that get raised? It's 12 in Madison, so... Well, there you go. So, I should have been paid $36. You, I should have won three burritos last in night. In those three Chipotle hours. would be $36 a burrito. You could have applied for a part-time entry-level position, <laughs> probably got hired, gone and like cleaned a bathroom for an hour, yep. and gone and got your Chipotle. And it would have been more hard work and quicker and more convenient than what you experienced last yeah, night. Yeah, I guess I could have door-dashed for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've never been a door-dashed. You could have given that. one Uber ride. Yeah. yeah my- you could have come and manually run the game. <laughs> like, it's true. true. Hell, I would have Venmoed you $14 if you would have just sent me the promo code. Hold him to that. I'm marking it. You <laughs> yeah, hold him yeah, to I that. I absolutely will. He's Jesse Nelson. I'm Alex Strope. It's Rutledge and it's Hamilton. Embarrassing. Presented by Coors Light. We're done with burrito talk. We'll get into Brian Belago, guest hosted on Wilde and Tausch this morning, which you hear every day, 9 to noon here on ESPN Madison. Talks about the Packers offseason in a very interesting way that got the attention of both Jesse and I. We'll dive into Brian Bulaga's comments after this as we roll on. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. It's just too bad that you're 
ESPNMadisonOpen.com is the place to be. You got until midnight tonight to use the promo code ESPN25. Get 25% off your foursome or your twosome over at ESPNMadisonOpen.com. Golf with us Monday, July 17th at the beautiful Trapper's Turn in Wisconsin Dells. Wisconsin sports stars like my guys, Chris Guap, Chris Orr, Brad Nortman, Matt Hamilton, Mark Tauscher. They'll all be there to golf with you. ESPN Madison Open is the website, and you got until midnight tonight to use the code ESPN25 on the website to get 25% off your twosome or your foursome. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Alex Strofe, the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson with you. Alex Kravat, Matty Hayes helping us out run the show this afternoon. Um, They're not letting you golf in that thing, are they? Um, to my understanding is no, which is unfortunate. No, because it's, I, that I, is the right my decision by would, someone in charge no, somewhere. The, the, the right decision would be let me play because you have a team that automatically going to lose you you almost had a disastrous experience with life-threatening injuries at a simulator yeah but that was a long time ago jesse i've gotten better no you haven't you swung and missed eight times i saw that video uh yeah the club length is what i'm blaming that one on the club it just doesn't fit my my slender tall body yeah i get that Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Um, so let's let's dive in a little bit to this. Uh, Brian Bulaga, who's terrific, former right tackle of the Packers and the Chargers, was on Wilde and Tausch this morning filling in for Tausche. And he, he talked a bit about the, the Packers offseason and the Aaron Rodgers trade at large, uh, which we, I, I don't know the last time we talked to Bulaga. I think it was the day he was traded was the last time. So to hear Bulaga's perspective on this was really interesting. Here, here's what Bulaga had to say about the Aaron Rodgers trade for the Packers. You got a king's ransom for this guy. You did. I mean, he brought a lot of value, not only to you as he was playing here, but now after he's gone, he brought a ton of value to the team as well with draft picks and things like that. So you should still be interested in how he does because obviously there's a there's a playtime incentive isn't there for a first-round pick next year, I believe. So you should be concerned about that as a Packer fan. And at the end of the day, I don't know how you just turn off and not like a guy all of a sudden after you cheer for him for how many years. So that last part I get I get a little bit, right? Like, I, I'm not necessarily rooting for Rodgers, but I don't know that I necessarily want to say, see him fail. I wouldn't be mad if the Jets went 3-14 and 14 and he played whatever it was, 65% of the snaps, I think, is, is how the Packers acquire next year's first-round pick for the Jets. But the phrase used there, Jesse, that caught your eye was King's Ransom. Yeah, it caught Tausch's eye, too. He called in. He was upset that we were bashing him for saying that we forced him to take the day off, which yeah. is lies, lies, and more lies. Uh, but Tausch said, hmm, that's interesting. King's ransom. I didn't think of it that it's a King's ransom in what you had in a Hall of Fame quarterback while he was in Green Bay, and it's a King's ransom that you got in the trade with the New York Jets. I would not go as far as Brian Bulaga did to describe what the Packers received in return as a King's Ransom. A conditional 2024 second-round pick that could become a first-round pick is not a King's Ransom. A King's Ransom means you're bringing in such a haul that you'll look back on this trade years from now and say this is an absolute no-brainer. You make this deal. One guy cannot possibly be worth all that much. Take the offer if it's on the table. I feel like this was a fair trade, and I think that was the overall sentiment when this deal went down in April. But I wouldn't say that the Packers got a king's ransom in return. This feels like it's just more Packers bias. I don't know if Bulaga necessarily still has that in him, but it seems like something that all of us fans here would say. 
Oh, we got a King's Ransom back for him. It's a no-brainer. You got to make that deal. Jordan loves the future. He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson's got him in the Pro Bowl That's from true. the 10 snaps he watched him win. That's true. Like, this feels like we're getting ahead of ourselves by saying that a King's Ransom came back to the Packers in return in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Yeah, I think it's it's probably too early to make that judgment. But but with what we know now, Jesse, is as you mentioned, right? You, you do that pick swap in the first round this year. So ultimately, the Packers got the pick that landed them Lucas Van Ness in the first round. Uh, they got pick number uh, number. 42, which became, let's look here, that became Luke Musgrave, the tight end, who, by the way, I picked as the Offensive Rookie of the Year yesterday. He's in the Hall of Fame already, too, based on one OTA. Offensive Rookie of the Year was my mm-hmm. bold prediction yesterday when we were doing those. And then uh, a later pick in the draft, which was 207, which became the kicker, Anders Carlson. <laughs> I didn't realize that until right now that that, that pick was Musgrave, the Musgrave, Carlson, Van Ness, and mystery guy next year. And, and a first-round pick next year as well. There likely. you go. Assuming Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. Now, why I do view it as a King's Ransom is not off those names. I'm just letting you know what this pick became. We got Carlson. We got the kicker. It's a King's Ransom. If he's the next Crosby, you call that a win. I, I, I look at it this way, though, Jesse. Aaron Rodgers was gone regardless. He said it himself. He was 90% retired heading into that darkness retreat he pulled a couple months ago. 90%. That's 9 out of 10 times it means he's retiring. But then he got the call. Huh, maybe the New York Jets are interested. And then he had that wine and dine spectacular evening with Woody Johnson and company out in Southern California, and he made his mind up that, hey, I'm going to play this year, but it's not going to be for the Packers. So you either get, A, Jordan Love and nothing in return, and Aaron Rodgers is bowed out and retired just like Tom Brady is this offseason, or you get all this. You get a first-round pick this year. You get a first-round pick next year, likely. You get a bunch in return for a guy that wasn't going to play anyway in 2020. So I don't use that term lightly, King's Ransom. But for what you were going to have had the Jets never stepped forward and said, hey, we're interested in Rodgers. We're willing to make a deal for Aaron Rodgers. You've got nothing. You've got diddly-poo, as I like to say. Or you've got a bunch of picks in the next two years of the NFL draft. I view it as a King's Ransom. It's not a King's Ransom. A King's Ransom is when you're in fifth grade on the Lake Denude Middle School uh, recess ground, and you've got a holographic Charizard Pokemon card, and you're trying to... You did not just make that analogy. You're trying to deal that holographic Charizard, and you're getting a holographic Venusaur and a holographic Pikachu and all these like first edition cards coming back your way. You don't think twice about that trade. It's a no-brainer. You make that deal. Can we you got to get at least a couple nutty bars in there. Can we do at least a normal person analogy? Fine. When you're at lunch and you're trading your hostess this is cupcake, better. This is better. and someone else is willing to give you a piece of like a, a big bag of fresh baked chocolate chip cookies that their mom made that morning. Yeah, I'm trading that for the hostess cupcake. That's a that's a king's ransom coming back your way. Who's sure. making cookies in the morning? I'm sorry. I just like I, I I hear you. I get it. It makes sense. You know but. what? You're you have an apple, and you're trading the apple for the Hostess <laughs> cupcake and better. the bag of Doritos that's, that's and all and uh, like. There you go. Okay, is that fair? That's fair. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. That is the ESPN Madison talking text line. We're asking you: Do you view the Rogers compensation as a king king's ransom, like Brian Bulaga called it on Wildey and Tausch this morning? Now, wait a minute. My my analogy wasn't done. <laughs> Great. Aaron, We're Aaron, getting bananas involved. Aaron Rodgers isn't an apple. He is a hostess cupcake. He is your dessert. He is your peanut butter and but jelly Jesse, sandwich. He would have been retired. Is, it's like if that was already in your stomach and digested. So the bread's a little old. It's still what it is. It's the goat of your lunch. And you're willing to give that away for like something I'll bring tomorrow. 
Like uh, that's not good enough to call it a king's ransom in return. That's not good enough. You want to get something that if you're going to call it a king's ransom, and I know we're we're splitting words here on what Bulaga said. He was great this morning. He was. If if you're going to call it a king's ransom, and if you're going to feel that good about the haul that the Packers got in return for Aaron Rodgers, then you need to have certainty that what you're getting is going to become a collection that will make it feel like you don't have to think twice about dealing that Hall of Fame quarterback. The Packers, I am sure thought twice about this deal before they made it. And to me, that doesn't describe it as a no-brainer King's Ransom coming back to Green Bay. Yeah, okay. The analogy got better. You got there. Just took you a while. Past the Hostess Cupcakes and the... What'd you call it? A, a hologram Charizard? The holographic Charizard. Uh, I, I was you never weren't a po- Pokemon guy? I was not a Pokemon guy. I was a football cards guy. Um, I traded football cards. No. Yeah. Got a John Elway rookie somewhere. Just don't know where it is. Jordy Nelson rookie card. Nope. At home, ready to go. Nice. Like, there were other... There were other kids that had football cards that you you could trade them with? Yeah, the to- I had the Topps 2005 set, uh, which was uh, when I was in People elementary did, like, school. Look, I... I had, Rogers rookie. I had baseball well. cards. I don't know anybody that had football cards. I also had football cards. I think you're just old, Where did old, you get them Jesse. from? Where'd you get, like, just old. You go to Target and get yeah, those? Target, like, Walmart, Shopco, when those were still around? Absolutely. You, and you just got Coles? I miss Shopco. Total side note. But anyway. Football cards. You guys... You didn't do Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You did football cards. I also did Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was... I had lots of paper. Little, <laughs> yeah, little you collectibles. Liked, you liked Paper. I had all of it. I didn't play much. Of, like, did you ever play Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, oh, yeah. actually play? Oh it? yeah. Once you, because when you're a little, are kid... are we really doing this? Yeah, when you're a little kid, you don't know how to play the game. You just want the cool ones that you've seen in the cartoon. Then you get a little bit older, and you're like, oh, this is how you actually play, and you duel and battle and whatever. And then you like, you figure it out. Oh man, that's fun. And I that was a- the sound of radios turning off across <laughs> the Greater Madison area. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Your way into the show. We're talking. Uh, Brian Bulaga called the return the Packers got for Aaron Rodgers in the trade to the New York Jets a king's ransom. I'm with him. I view it that way, too, given the fact that Rodgers was 90% retired before he ultimately made the uh, the decision to play for the New York Jets, and they ultimately came to a deal. Let's run, run through some of these text replies, and we'll continue this on the other side. The Yard Possum from Lake Mills chimes in, say, if people keep saying they got a first-round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers, then you also have to say that you gave up a first-round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers. That's fair on the pick swap, yeah. which he's referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, st- uh, Stan in Belleville says, uh, football cards are bigger than ever right now. Better get in on that. <laughs> are they... <laughs> They are uh, sports cars it's at like, an all-time high. Like I understand that, like you can go to the collectors, you know, conventions and capitalize on this stuff. But if you're telling me I just go down the street to the local store, whether it's a you know Target or a yeah. Walmart or whatever, and I run in that, you're going to tell me that like the football cards are going to be sold out because people are just flocking by the bunches to go in there and grab them. Yeah, I actually saw a, a guy and his son picking out some football cards the other day when I was at Target. There, Rip and there were lines in. outside of stores at like midnight to get. Pokemon cards when they came out back in the day. Pinrona chimes in. Uh, first says, I could see it being a King's, King's Ransom if they stink and we use that Jets first round pick to move up and get one of the elite quarterbacks next year and then follows up with, Pokemon Jesse shaming Strofer football cards is hilarious. Robin Madison follows that Pokemon up by saying... Pokemon is bigger worldwide than football. Robin Madison follows that up with man cards suspended one week for talking about Pokemon. Daniel Slot chimes in says, uh, I've really enjoyed the different voices on this show. Really enjoyed it uh, so far. And then Follows up with, I spoke too soon. Can we nix the Pokemon talk? <laughs> I should have stuck.
stuck with trading your dessert at lunch in yeah. middle school. Yeah. I should have stuck with that. That was the analogy. The Pokemon analogy is great, though. I'm right. Yeah, I, I yeah. If I knew what it meant, I would agree with you, but I can't say I do. Coach BNSP says it's a king's ransom because the guy is not going to play for six or seven more years. He's only going to play one to two to three years, and that's if things go right this year. So he views it as a king's ransom as well. What say you? 844-770-3776 is your way in to Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm Alex Struff. He's Jesse Nelson in for Rutledge and Hamilton. Today, we're with you for another 90 minutes. Get in on this conversation. 844-770-3776. We'd love to hear from you on a beautiful Friday. We'll roll on next. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Oh, you're my best friend In a world we must defend Go ahead, guys. You teach me and I'll teach you. Do the show without me. Pokemon. That was actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, go ahead. Do the show without me. I'm done. Uh, Strofe, a Peyton Manning rookie card. Going for three hundred dollars from nineteen ninety eight. Peyton Manning rookie card, football cards never been hotter. Uh, Charizard first edition, fifteen hundred dollars, five times the Peyton Manning rookie card. You're telling me that football cards are hotter than Pokemon cards? Get out of town. Catch He's actually that. done. Well, I, this is good because I actually wanted to say that something that he was saying is kind of. Bullcrap. Like I think that uh, you, you strove. Strove. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said about the king's ransom with Balaga. Uh, oh, you're getting us back on track now. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> right. you're not play, going play, to. You're pouting in a quarter. You're pouting in a quarter. Play Alex Pokemon Strow. theme song. Now is the word when you got energy cards in your little poke like nine pack of Pokemon Useless. cards. No Useless. one wants. But then when you learn how to play the game, then you're thinking like, oh, these are actually super valuable. It's like when you're an adult and you're like understanding what like how you pay for things and not just like candy doesn't make the world go round. It's amazing when you had an energy. You get the water energy cards. You get the fire energy card you get those that to match your stack as you're going to battle against your your pals you'd be like what are you stacking up all those uh grass energy cards for just you wait until we get on the playground today at 12 30 i'll show you danny bang venusaur comes out of nowhere no one's ready for it because you can't be ready for it you like squirtle's great but it's just such a overwhelming <laughs> overwhelming battle when it's when it's grass type versus water type jesse it's like the Packers offense of the, the 2010s against the Bears. Nothing worse, though, than when you feel like you got the game in hand and then suddenly, boom, evolution up. And you're like, oh, damn. What was, are we doing? I was going against the Squirtle. Suddenly that thing's a Blastoise. Yeah, it's Jalen Hurts. <laughs> rookie Jalen Hurts suddenly became Super Bowl Jalen Hurts. I feel like you're both speaking a foreign language that I've never even heard of. What Pokemon is Jordan Love the right now? Thing. And how is he going to evolve? Oh, I don't know what that means. I hate that. <laughs> I'm right, though. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are we done? Can we yeah, resume yeah. the sports yeah. talk radio show we're supposed to be doing? Uh, last time I last time I checked, Pokemon does not fall into sport. It's definitely it's a competition. There are at least four percent of the fans listening right now that really enjoyed that. I'm gonna send this clip to my friend Dan, and he is going to be elated. <laughs> 
Tell your friend Dan to screw off. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. 1500 for a Charizard first edition. I'm Alex Strofe. He's the dork. He's dork number two. 1500 Pat from Madison chimes in. No one is ever ready for the Squirtle. <laughs> squirtle, Squirtle. That's pretty funny. All right. Can we get back to this or you guys just want to keep doing whatever the hell this is? Take it away, Strofe, your show. All right. We were talking about Brian Bulaga. Hold on a minute before we resume. <laughs> Brett and Davis chimes you're in. You're choosing this, by the way. <laughs> Brett, this is, this is the road Davis. you're taking Can us we get Brett Davis football? is on my team. He says, I had, I, I had to check my radio twice to make sure I was on the right station with all this Pokemon talk. <laughs> That's what you guys are doing to our <laughs> listeners. When I made the joke earlier and said, that was the sound of hundreds of radios around the greater Madison area shutting off, I was right. Because nobody wants to hear this garbage. You you two get paid to talk about sports, and here we are on a Friday. What are you, giving up? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Unlike, we broke him! Unlike I could do with the burritos last night, I'm giving up. This isn't like the old Game Boy game where you can just unplug it and start over, man. You got to keep the journey alive. No, yeah, no. Uh, Brian Bulaga, can we just play the audio clip? Because I don't know how to get out of this. You have put me in a horrible position. King's Ransom. You have put me in a position like Jordan Love's been in the last three years, where he's the backup to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not quite this is a Hall of Fame conversation, because this is a Hall of Garbage conversation you guys have been having for the last 15 minutes about Pokemon cards that 90% of our listenership doesn't understand a god, gosh darn word coming out of I'm just <laughs> trying to describe to you and Brian Bulaga and Alex G and everybody listening. Even on a Friday afternoon, what oh, a King's listening. Ransom is. A King's Ransom is when you were on the playground at Lake Tenue Middle School and you got a King's Ransom of Pokemon cards back for the chart. If you were going to trade that Charizard and you had to walk around by the kickball game and over by the basketball hoops where they were playing lightning and you had to really think about whether you wanted to make this trade or not and part with that thing because you had to go home and you had to talk to your friends at home or your mom be like, remember mom when you took me to Toys R Us and bought me at Pokemon? Pokemon card pack, and I was so excited I had a Charizard in there. I just traded it to Michael in exchange for five different things, and she's not going to understand what just happened. But yeah, then similarly to me. She's going to have to call Michael's mom to make sure nobody got yeah. you know, the bad end of uh-huh. the deal, yep. and it's going to be a whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. A lot of second guessing. I'm not having kids because of you two. I, I think we did a, the world a public service today, Jesse. <laughs> this guy. Everyone is welcome. <laughs> We're bringing it back to like vintage Great Dane Huddle and uh, and Tarek's advice to you. Wear a rubber, show. Wear, wear a rubber. Yeah. All right. Well, this is uh, this is going exactly how we drew it up in the pre-show meeting we had about an hour ago. This is exactly what we planned. Um, yeah, these two idiots are going to come on a sports talk radio station with the four letters of the mothership, ESPN Madison, and spew absolute nonsensical garbage about Pokemons they traded in the second grade at Lake Noon Middle School. This is the most idiotic thing I've ever been a part of, and I'm done with it. We'll try to bring this thing back on the damn rails if we even have the opportunity to do so next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light for now. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
All right. Against my will, Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, continues. I'm Alex Strofe. He's Jesse Nelson in for Rutledge and Hamilton today. Oh, geez. Coors Light's delicious. I could use one right now, Jesse. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do. Let's crush a Coors Light. You and Alex Gravatt, who's running the show for us today, had a, um, I think, idiotic discussion would be an understatement. Last segment about Pokemon. And Pat from Madison chimes in with a uh, delicious uh, text message. He says, this discussion is still more intellectual than Scalzo and Brust. Highest combined IQ show today, coming in at a whopping 87. The entire concept of the Pokemon conversation stems around the description of what is a King's Ransom. You understand when you're trading your Pokemon cards on the recess grounds what a King's Ransom is in exchange for one card. All I'm saying in the Pokemon analogy, which admittedly has taken off a bit, all I'm saying is that if you're going to describe like Brian Bulaga did this morning, the trade... For Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets and what the Packers got back as a king's ransom, it can't be a bunch of unknowns. You have to know that you're getting something polished and ready to go that's going to improve your deck right away. And I understand Luke Musgrave had a great Wednesday. He did. He did. He ain't no holographic Blastoise. All right. Well, we will hear from Brian Bulaga in just a moment, if you're just joining us, uh, because I have been surrounded by a bunch of idiotic analogies the last 49 minutes. And finally, somebody with some sense is going to join the show. El Presidente, the great Ed from Madtown, joins us now. Ed, please help us out, brother. What the hell am I dealing with today? I feel like I'm having deja vu watching. Listening to Brust and Scalzel. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It, 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 it's gotten to the point where when Brust was talking about filling up his urine in a bottle and keeping it by his bedside <laughs> here up to a few segments ago, about a year ago, and I, I had to turn yep. the panel. It's legendary. I, thought, I no, listened to that entire show. Legendary. I was driving around doing, that is doing some Christmas shopping that night. I listened to that entire thing, and I, I, I kept getting out and going into the store, getting back. I'm like, oh, they're still doing the urine thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Benny yep, Bottles. Yep, but... Uh, my four-year-old is a huge Pokemon. My four-year-old grandson is a huge Pokemon fan, and I don't even think he could follow that analogy that well. <laughs> I mean, like, Ed, 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 he's four. Come on, like if you're if this was fourteen, like yeah, I wouldn't expect a four-year-old's going to be tuning in knowing what. Is the four-year-old going to understand what we're doing? Filling the A gap when talking about the line, also. Yeah. I know. No, he he hates Packers. He, he, he his dad's a Cowboys fan, and mm. I can't talk any sense into my grandson. So mm. I think I might have lost him for life. But maybe he'll turn it around. There's still once. time. But yep. guys, I I I on a on a on a, a serious note, I do enjoy your show. You guys, uh, you, you really stirred, stirred it up today, and I really appreciate it. I needed something to laugh about. Life hasn't been so laughable late, so it's good to hear you guys. Thanks. I well, appreciate it. We appreciate you, Ed. You're the man. That's Thanks, why we Ed. call you El-, El Presidente, the president of the Alex Stroh Fan Club for all of you keeping track at home. The great Ed Madtown. Appreciate the call, as always, Ed. If you want to chime in, 844-770-3776 with Jesse Nelson and I, Alex Stroh, for discussing today is Brian Belago, who filled in on Wilde and Towers this morning. Great three hours with Jason Wilde in for Tausche. And he made this analogy when talking about the trade the Packers made to send Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. You got a king's ransom for this guy. You did. I mean, he brought a lot of value, not only to you as he was playing here, 
But now, after he's gone, he brought a ton of value to the team as well with draft picks and things like that. So you should still be interested in how he does because obviously there's a there's a playtime incentive isn't there for a first-round pick next year, I believe. So you should be concerned about that as a Packer fan. And at the end of the day, I don't know how you just turn off and not like a guy all of a sudden after you cheer for him for how many years. Yeah, and that second half, Jesse, is interesting to me. How do you not cheer for a guy? I believe was the term he used. And I can't say I'm necessarily cheering for Aaron Rodgers, but I certainly am not cheering against Aaron Rodgers because he won us a lot of football games over the year, us, of course, being the Green Bay Packers. Well, and you know, the full context of where this conversation took place was Jason asked Brian Bulaga about a poll question that we asked on Wilde and Tausch yesterday. So we asked, as a Packers fan, would you rather ignore all news about Aaron Rodgers or stay informed on what he's up to with the Jets? Mm. So that's the question that prompted this response. What were the results on that? Uh, over 1,600 votes. So yep. sig- significant, as Jason would say. 72% said ignore. ignore. No. That's 7 out of 10 Packers fans would rather ignore what Aaron Rodgers is doing with the Jets then stay informed on I don't what's going that. on. I don't think that's I, right. No, we got we got a lot of liars. I think a lot of people are lying themselves. It's yeah. the cool thing to say that you want to ignore, and yeah, I don't care. It's like when you go through a breakup, and we've heard that analogy a hundred times. <laughs> I won't least. I won't go through a Pokemon reference there. I'll just let that one sit. But Strofe just stared me down after mentioning breakup. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. No, when he mentioned Pokemon, I thought you were going to make the analogy on his behalf. I was just making sure that Mike stayed off. Go so on. When, when you have this many people that are saying, I don't care. What you let him do whatever he wants. We all care, especially because, of, as Bulaga mentioned, the 65% in the first round pick for next yeah. year, part of that King's ransom that came back in the trade. But also, we want to know how the story ends. We all cared when Favre went to the Jets in 08. We wanted to know how that story ended. We really cared when he went to the Vikings. We wanted to know how that story was going to end. I, as a Packers fan, want to know how the Aaron Rodgers story ends. I want to totally. know I want to know how the Jordan Love story begins, mm-hmm. but I also really want to know how that Aaron Rodgers story ends in New York or whatever comes next for him. And part of that is watching some of the games, keeping up to date with what he's doing this offseason. It is intriguing to me and I think deep down in your heart of hearts, we all know that it's intriguing to us too. Absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. Really, That's the first thing you've said all day that I've completely agreed with. Wow. So we, we made it 54 and a half minutes without me agreeing with you once. That's the first time I have. And I think you're spot on, right? The Jordan Love story is so intriguing to me. And it should be so intriguing to so many Packers fans, all of us, right? It's, it's the start of a brand new era. I've said this many times on the show over the, the course of the last few months. But this, this, this point stands, which is... Over the course of the last 30 years, you've gone into the season every single year, maybe with exception of the first year Favre and the first two years of Rodgers, with the expectation that you have the real ability to win it all. You have the real ability to win a Super Bowl every single year with the exception of very few years. Now you walk in for the first time since 2008, but even more so than it was in 2008, with the real unknown. You have no idea what Jordan Love is. A guy like Jason Wilde, who obviously Jesse works with very closely on Wilde and Tausch, who's, who's been at all the practices, the training camps, the OTAs, the workouts, in the locker room, getting to know Jordan Love and seeing him up close and personal, he doesn't have a real takeaway yet. And we're entering year four of Jordan Love. Now, does that mean he's going to stink? No, it doesn't mean he's going to stink. Does it mean he's going to be great? Probably not. We don't know. It's a great unknown, and it's the first time. And that's exciting for right now, right? Year one of a brand new era, the youth movement, it's exciting for now. 
if we're still facing the same situation in 40 years where Jordan Love is still the quarterback and you still don't really know if he can be that guy, then you're in a bad position and a miserable point that the teams all around you geographically have been in over the course of the last three decades, at least at some point. Specifically, the Detroit Lions, right? They had Matt Stafford, but they had nobody around him for so long. The Chicago Bears have been through 24 quarterbacks in the last 30 years, just about, right? So you're entering the great unknown for the first time in three decades, the first time in really all three of our lives, uh, lifetimes as Packers fans that we can remember. We've never gone into a situation where we're like, huh, I wonder how that guy under center is going to be this year. So it's fun for now. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, you knew how good life was with him. You knew you had the opportunity every single year to win it all. And now you're wondering, huh, how good can the Jets be with Aaron Rodgers? Age 40 season. He turns 40 in December. How good can he be? How bad can he be? Will he play 65% of the snaps? Will you get that first-round draft pick in 2024? So I'm always going to have a side-eye on it, right? And I'm going to go ahead and use the relationship analogy. I'm still peeking at the ex's Instagram shortly after a breakup just to see what she's up to. I think we've all been there in a breakup. You're just curious because you spent... 15 plus years with this person under center you want to know what they're going to do in their next location just go ask cleveland cavaliers fans in 2011 if they were interested in what the miami heat were doing after lebron james Absolutely. left cleveland they might say to you nah he, he went to miami that guy can do whatever he wants i don't care patriots fans with tom brady in yeah, tampa they're lying look at the Look at the grand nature of the games when Tampa went to go play New England on Sunday Night Football, and they they had this big promo with Adele singing, and he comes running in, <laughs> Good and, and all the fans are in earlier than they normally would be because they need to be there for warm-ups to see their guy. Or when TNT rolled out the college game day type pregame atmosphere in downtown Cleveland for Miami's first game going to Cleveland with LeBron in the heat. People care when their stars go elsewhere. It's okay. I'm not saying you have to cheer for Aaron Rodgers in New York. I'm not. I'm cheering for him to play 66% of snaps, but I'm not cheering for him to necessarily do well. I think it's interesting if he does well, but I'm not cheering necessarily for that. But you have to say that you're interested. Don't lie and say that you're not. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and, and spew, you know, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers went to Wicked. I love that music, right? That's not what I'm going to do. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, the stuff I care about, and, and in the reference to the poll Jesse just, just brought up from Wilde and Tausch yesterday, I'm curious about the football stuff, the tangible, measurable football attributes of Aaron Rodgers in New York slash New Jersey with the Jets. I'm curious about the uh, the pump fake and the run into the end zone, the video we saw circulating last week. That's interesting to me. But him going to see T. Swift over the weekend two days in a row with, with uh, Miles Teller and, and the dude from Twilight, Robert Pattinson, also Batman, right? Like, is it interesting? Sure. Do I need to spend two hours talking about it? Probably not. You're the second person I've heard say, the dude from Twilight... And then, like, take a half of pause. That's like, also Batman. I forgot no, he was Batman. Is that he, what his brand is now? Absolutely. The dude from Twilight. Oh yeah, and Batman. He well, does. Twilight he, was probably bigger than that Batman movie, right? Absolutely. The, the full Twilight it's series. It's not even yeah. close. Yeah, okay. It, it's like he's the least important of all of the Batman it, ever. Totally. And he's the most important glowing vampire ever. 
Glowing vampire. Sparkling, whatever you want to call it. I liked glowing. That was a good sure, word choice. Well done. Alex Gravatt running the show. He's Jesse Nelson. Alex Strove. It is Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Coors Light. Jesse, when the mountains are blue, you know what to do. Let's crush a Coors Light. And maybe next year, Coors Light. How about you get some Door County Distillery? My favorite uh, distillery in the state. They're locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirits located in Carlsville up in Door County. If you're heading up there like a lot of the Packers did last weekend, you got to stop in. They do a distillery tour, the winery tour. They've got the gins, the vodkas, the whiskey. The rums, uh, the, their single malt bourbon is, is terrific. And you can get it right here in the Madison area as well. What I love about Door County Distillery, though, is all the collaborations they do locally, right? Whether it's Door County Cherries, whether it's uh, with some of the, the beer uh, uh, vendors and places up in, in Door County. They're making collaborations with them and using local products. That's what's so neat about Door County Distillery. It's affordable, it's delicious, and they've got a great party trick for you. Head to their website, DoorCountyDistillery.com. They've got a bunch of unique cocktail recipes that'll knock your socks off. You can check out the Sippin' with Stroke video series on all ESPN Madison digital platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. And you can see me up in Door County mixing up these delicious cocktails. And you can do that at your party, too. Go to DoorCountyDistillery.com, find the retailer near Stu and all those secret cocktail recipes. We've got to talk about Bill Barnwell. That's your guy, Jesse. He's a, a, a columnist and a writer for ESPN.com. And he wrote an interesting article that piqued my attention. Oh, I can't wait to he's talk got, about this. He's got this. the Packers ranked high on a certain list. But what is that list? I tell you in two minutes. It's Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.